everybody. We're back with another episode of the uh, Game of Thrones recap podcast. Woo! <laughs> I'm Cameron. And I am Zach. And we're recapping episode four of season one today. Cripples, Bastards, and Broken Things is the title of this episode. Hmm. Uh, so if you're tuning in for the first time, uh, the way we've done this so far is Zach knows nothing about Game of Thrones. Okay, I can't say nothing, but very little. <laughs> very little. This is his first time truly watching through the show. Um, and he's experiencing everything for the first time, whereas I have not. I've seen everything. I'm up to date. I'm anxiously awaiting the new season that's going to be coming out here he's shortly. He's read the books. And I, I, yes, I've read the books. <laughs> um, so... I, um, <laughs> you know, we're just, we're just capitalizing on those moments of, you know, it's like more fun watching Zach watch this and getting his, his reactions to stuff. Oh boy. Just because of knowing the direction of how this goes later. So. All right. So, <laughs> let, let's jump into it because this episode. Yeah. This yeah, episode was My memory is fading already. So. Yeah. Episode four. Give us a recap uh, summary here. Okay. Now before I had tried my very best to like do it scene by scene, but I'm going to summarize things by different areas that things happen. Right. Because there's a lot of different areas. In yeah. Because they now. went to the wall. They're at King's Landing. They went to the Dothraki capital, which I can't remember. It's also like a hawk name. Um. <laughs> And, uh, oh, geez. Well, yeah, there is something up in the north. Uh, but anyways, that's the end of this. Okay, so let's see. How did it start? Oh, boy. Well, let's just start with King's Landing stuff, because I got a decent handle on that. A lot of things happened in King's Landing. Namely, Ned Stark was starting to go around and inquire about what had happened about the previous hand and why he had died, and... Uh, the old maestro man's all like, um, I don't really know, but there are these things like, no, but seriously, you need to give me, like, some hard answers. Like, oh, he wanted this book, and it's like, yeah, I'll It's take a ponderous tale. <laughs> yes. And, and he's also like, well, who is he talking to? Um, some squire, something of the hue, and he's like, all right, I'm gonna look into all this, and did he go anywhere? And he's like, um, he saw an armorer, blacksmith person a lot, and he's like, okay, cool, I'm gonna get on this. <laughs> and then he went all P.I. and, like, found all this. He got the book. He went and visited the armor, which pretty sure is a bastard son of the king. Like, very sure. Yes, pretty sure. Like, it... With his finest lines of, like, if he ever wants to stop, you know, like, making steel and start, you know, like, swinging it. Well, I mean, basically. he does straight he does <laughs> up tell his knight right there, like, uh, I uh, just met yeah. one of the bastards of the king. Yeah. Like, right in there. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and, okay, so that's him. And he also has, like, a little, another little tender moment with, like, Arya. And he, she's all, like, you know, like, I want to run my own castle. It's like, oh, you get to have girls and all these things. like, I don't care. I want to be an agile cat that spears things. <laughs> <laughs> Um, cause yeah, cause she's still big on her, like, she's really taking to, like, Tony Stark, her master, and sensei, <laughs> uh, like, sword teachings, and he's all like, he's gonna have you catch a cat, and he's all like, doll you. Oh, you. <laughs> and, let's see, other Starks, Sansa gets to have, well, no, wait, we'll wait for that, cause he also talks to Littlefinger for a little bit, and they have, like, this fun little scene about, like, informants and about how he's literally being watched all the time. <laughs> and he's the one who gives him, like, some more helpful tips rather than doddering old man. Yes. Maestro. Um, <laughs> and it, it was at that point where, you know, I don't know. I 
My theory is that no one else in the TV series knows that they're on a show except for Littlefinger because he, he just he, knows enough he, to know that he's he being recorded. He plays the camera. Yeah, <laughs> he does. He really does. And oh, we also find out that um, bald informant Spider-Man Varys. is yeah, Varys is a eunuch because doddering old man. Yes. Um, so which Ned is like, you know, like uh, duh, whatever. he's a eunuch. Like we all know this. <laughs> yeah. Um, let's see. Then Sansa sort of is having this, like, royal funk where she's like, but what if I have all daughters and everyone hates me and Joffrey hates me and I am seriously hormonal? <laughs> and, um, like, it even is, like, intensified. Okay, because my theory is she's not stupid. She's just dumb. <laughs> Which is unfortunate for her. Yes. It is unfortunate to be dumb in King's Landing. Yeah. And Joffrey's all, like, still, like, giving her the cold shoulder, which, like, you let me get mauled by a dog, even though I should be an able-bodied human being. Yes. And she's just all like, nobody likes me. I want to have your babies. And then Littlefinger, like, gets all up and personal with her and tells her the story about how the hound was, like, burned by his brother, and that's why his face is all two-faced up and <laughs> she's all like and he's like don't tell anyone about that and like slyly like goes off camera <laughs> and like i don't know that was that's my favorite that's one of the moments where i'm like he knows he knows he's on camera yes and they told him not to act through it <laughs> um and let's see but then that squire that became the knight gets killed in a match which i 100 percent had to be rigged i mean come on I don't know. That's my the one person theory. who knows the one person anything. who knows anything about the past hand and who is close to him gets like straight up wrecked and in an accidental joust death. Okay, I, I, there's, there's no freaking way that was an accident. <laughs> but sorry, that's not a summary. That's theory. Um, aside from that, we also had over with the Dothraki. We had some real good stuff with uh, Khaleesi and her brother. Her brother was getting all angry about things because he was like having this like really like dragon talky phallic scene with like one of her close handmaids <laughs> and you know it's like wow he can maybe be a person i mean nope 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 he's a dick yep whole time yep all the time every time <laughs> although he he does get a sweet when he names all the dragon names so good for you yes <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah, and then he brings her back to his sister, and like they have a confrontation. He's like, "Oh no, you done awoken the dragon?" Then Khaleesi's like, "Bitch, please, I run this, I run this." Basically, she, um, she like hits him with the gold chain and everything. Yeah, with a gold chain and everything. It was the pimpinest thing. Um, yeah, but that aside, we are now like starting to see the rise of Khaleesi as a leader, and like really squaring off with their brother and she even has to talk with is it Jerome? Jorah. Jorah, whatever. <laughs> Jorah. You're really trying to pimpify uh, this Daenerys whole thing. right now. Whatever. Whatever. <laughs> with her homie Jerome. <laughs> and they talk and it's like, listen, hey, is he gonna be I as a king? And she's like, nah man, he don't know how to run nothing. <laughs> But no, seriously, they, like, have an honest talk about how he would not be a good king and about, like, what they really want to see when they go back over. And it's both, like, home. It's like, oh, I knew I liked Jorah. Yeah, got it. Jorah, you did <laughs> it. Yeah, that's the only time I'll call him that. <laughs> um, okay, and that's pretty much Dothraki's side. And then we go to the wall, where they get a new recruit, Samwise Gamgee, <laughs> to good old Frodo Snow. Frodo Snow. Oh and, gosh. yeah, come on, the hair, the... The, never mind. Anyways, yes. Um, but basically, on. he 
is woefully unprepared to be at the wall. He right. gets the crap kicked out of him in practice. Yes. And he even admits to like being a coward. And John is just all like, well, come on. What good is it going to do to beat the crap out of him? Let's actually you know, like be okay to him. And, you know, through like various threats with his albino dog, which he just like whips out and yes. um, other stuff, we he befriends this sort of cowardly man. And we also find out that Jon Snow has never taken a lady ever because of the fact that he's a bastard son and he does not want to have a bastard himself to some just, like, Interesting layer lady. of psychology it just, Yeah, I don't know. It just adds more to his smolder, the, his trademark smolder. <laughs> he makes him more appealing to the fangirls, too. Uh, so, yeah, probably. <laughs> uh, let's see. Yeah, and then there's also another one of the mention of, like, Captain of the Guard comes in and is like, you've been pampering this guy, but you're all gonna die in the winter because everything's terrible and, like, your fingers freeze off immediately and we eat our horses and then we eat people and, man, I wish we'd had this porker Sam with us. <laughs> super awkward, super... Yeah, yes, and then they a also. Awkward. Uh, let's see, what other thing did they have? I think that's it for the wall. Yeah, I pretty much for the wall. Catelyn, I mean, they though. had. No, oh no, no, we're getting to that. Uh, but Tyrion and Catelyn were putting together because yes. they kind they end up coalescing into a a major thing. Mm-hmm. But uh, they had some other sort of heart to heart, like where you know they're bros at another point in the episode. But basically, that's it for the wall. Like yes. this new guy is in there, and like you can tell that everyone's like becoming you know closer. And it's interesting because there's still, like, schisms. It was kind of like high school. That was one of my comments. Like, is this, like, getting all up in high school in here? Come on. Yes. Okay, and then back to actual Castle Stark where we have Robert is running things while Mommy is away. And Tyrion comes in and is all like, where is she? You guys don't know any courtesies. And he's, like, super cool to Bran, who gets brought down by their Pokemon Hodor. (laughs) Um... Yeah, because he can only say his name. I don't know. He looked like he would be a pretty good starter. Um, oh, my gosh. Let's see. Then he's all like, I made the design for you so you'd be able to, like, ride on a horse even though you're crippled. And, you know, like, us, like, broken people have to, like, stick together. And he's, like, only nice to Bran. And he's yes. just, like, cold. Well, you know, his trademark Tyrion to everyone else. Yes, trademark Tyrion. And so <laughs> that happens. And on the way out, he is met by a Greyjoy, which... The only reason I can say I know about Greyjoys is from the Game of Thrones game. Yes, we've <laughs> and I know that the Game a, of Thrones board game. They're a before. type of people in there, and they like live on an island, and it makes sense because they talk about all like their ships coming in and just like wrecking people. And it's like, oh yeah, didn't we like kill a bunch of the Lannisters? Some of the blonde playing. He's like, yes, you killed one of my like three million Lannister family. Yeah. I don't know. They're everywhere. It's crazy. <laughs> they are everywhere. Uh, and. They have that thing, and it's interesting just because, you know, you have to question the loyalty of this person, even though everyone who talks about him otherwise is like, great, 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 but Tyrion's all like, ho ho, I wouldn't be so sure, because, well, I don't know, that's his trademark thing. Don't really know about this guy. And so far, he seemed like he's alright, but he did kind of let it slip that Catelyn was not in. Which makes it very poignant with the last scene of the episode, where she's just sitting in there with Mr. Neckbeard, and yes. like a seedy mistral's like, hey, I'm gonna play a song, he's like, get out of here, you, and then Tyrion <laughs> comes in, it's all like... And it's very Tyrion. Yeah, and he's like, I want a room, and she's like, there's no more rooms, I have money, and the person's like, cool money, and he's like, I have a room, mm. oh, Catelyn, hey, how you doing? And calls her out, like, in the most... Yes, and because way. he knows that she's trying to like not be seen. Yes. And the minstrel makes it worse. Yes. And he's just like and then she like starts naming off all these people and how they're like 
connected to the king all great. It's like, well, what is this a value? And it avails you because you tried to kill my baby. Everyone sees this hoe. Yes. And, <laughs> and then boom, credits. And then boom, credits. <laughs> so, yes. yeah, that was pretty much episode four in a nutshell. It was episode four in a nutshell. And like like we said earlier, there is like a big just info dump in this episode, too. There's just so much going on. There is a lot of stuff. I mean, there is also another scene where, like... Oh, geez, a lot happens in King's Landing because there's this person who's real close to Ned that had a talk with uh, Jamie. Yes. And it was poignant. Yes. Because <laughs> Jamie's sitting there and guarding the the king while the king's, you know, got like multiple horrors. And he basically straight up says, like, the hand is like the second in command. He says, like, he does not, he's not with me. And that is a very interesting piece of information. It is. It is. So, as uh, as far as this episode goes, we got some interesting tidbits of history as well yes. for some of these characters. Uh, so we had we had sort of the the various dragons of Westeros in the scene with Viserys mm-hmm. and his and his little whore, um, <laughs> and and then we had the scene with. Uh, with uh, Sansa and her and her teacher, who are, yeah. uh, you know, they're walking through the through the hall and they kind of talk about how this was built, and you kind of get the sense that that things have been just as complicated in the past for these people oh, as yeah. they've been, in, you know, Almost definitely as they are now. Namely, for uh, Jorah, who uh, finally we kind of hear a little bit of how, in particular, he got exiled this episode, mm-hmm. um, which is, I mean, he he he. Basically, sold those people into slavery. Got caught mm-hmm. doing it to to like, feed the whims of his like money grubbing wife. Yeah, and got Which, exiled for it. I no, that wouldn't. Never mind. My first thought was, I wonder if it was Xerxes, but I don't. think No, it no, is. no. I, 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 I mean, we we could see maybe as that plays out. I don't want to spoil. Anything. Okay, yeah, I was gonna say. I figure that that person will be brought up later, so don't say anything else. <laughs> um, but I think there's one key point to take away from what uh, what Jorah says there, and he says that that um, he believes that there is a bunch of dangerous people in Westeros, but he doesn't think yeah. they're the king. And he then he immediately brings up Ned Stark exiling him. But I was wondering who else you well, thought maybe... Well, yeah, and, it was, and he said, like, like, if I were to go back, Ned Stark would be the first one to try and kill me, which I thought was interesting. Yes. Like, oh, okay. But is it, it due to his honor or due to some other kind of beef? <laughs> but uh, the question is, like, who who else do you think Jorah might find, like, the... Like, Lannisters, the, 100%. Thousand percent Lannisters. You think you think of Lannisters? <laughs> Very much so. Yeah. I I feel like he would be one of the ones to like confirm my theory that they are just power hungry and they have their fingers in it's everything. true. It, does, it seems like everywhere you go, there's the, a Lannister or someone closely affiliated yes. with them. Which I think also makes the scene with um, Littlefinger and <laughs> Ned in the Garden more, more more poignant. Which brings me to my next question, of course, with uh, the with the spies in the garden. It's one of my, that's one of my favorite moments <laughs> in uh, in maybe even all of Game it's of Thrones. Everyone. Well, it, and it also just is like this like, key moment of insight to letting you know, like, look. Like, this is how the world works. Like, people are going to be watching and listening. You're not sure who is on your side and, and who's And not. everyone, everyone is saying, don't trust anyone. And poor yes. Ned Stark's like, honor. And they're like, you are gonna not do well. Yes. Uh, but uh, my question for you, Zach, is if you were a, a spy in the Game of Thrones universe, uh, who would you want to serve most out of the people that are mentioned there? And, like, what would your cover be? Cause we, so cause, okay, so me as a person. Yes. So because like, listen, we got we had Varys who had uh, little finger points at like the little boys sitting under the trees. Like those are Varys's, and then 
He's like, uh, you know, the the woman over there fake reading her book. That that one's mine. Oh, and the old man who's gardening. That one's Cersei's. So well, like, okay. So the different things of it is Cersei's has like weird connections, and I feel like they would get cut off real hard just because that seems to be a Lannister thing to do. Um, Littlefinger is basically like ladies. So unless I'm going to sell my body, I'm pretty much not going to be his <laughs> envoy. Um. I I honestly would pick Varys because his network is just so varied and yes. obviously unpredictable. He would be the best one to be with. Which is interesting because he brings up in the episode before this that he even has spies in the north. And it's exactly, like, well, like, wait, wait a who? second, who? Exactly. Because there's no one up there that seems obvious. Yeah, there's no one there that... And the funny thing is, is I feel like his people are people are in a position where they just give information. And typically they are in a position where they have to, like, betray anyone. So it could literally just be someone in House Stark. It could be. It could be. Um, let's also talk about the sort of the, th- the theme of this episode. It's, it's entitled Cripples, Bastards, and Broken Things. And I think this episode has, like, a lot of examples yeah. of all three of those. We have, we have uh-huh. obviously the Cripples of Bran, and even to an extent Tyrion, because he's a dwarf. You know, he, he well, seems yeah. to sympathize a lot with, with like, Bran's state of being crippled. But also... But let's the... talk about metaphysically with venereal disease Malfoy. <laughs> Wait, are we saying his, he's an emotional cripple, maybe? Well, I mean, or... he's not... He's just not getting how little power he has, and yes, he's struggling true. with that. Yes. Um, and and I think the other thing to take away from, from that with him well, is and he's... also the broken relation with his sister, because right. they've never had a good relationship, and that came to a, well, a I super mean, big head. Well, I mean, he's operating as if he's, like, the king right now. Yeah, but they haven't he's done not. anything. <laughs> he's not. He, he realizes he hasn't earned it. And it's kind of interesting, because Daenerys already sort of conducts herself, um in sort of a regal manner, manner, but in some, in a lot of ways, she has done a lot more to earn it. You yeah, know. and she's, like, learned the culture and stuff, she's but the all culture, he's ever done is, language. like, sit on the horse and, like, look disdainfully at people. Yes. <laughs> I, I love that scene where he's, where they're they're marching into Vystoth Rock, and he's, like, um, and he's, like, He's like, Khal Drogo's marching my army in, like, literally the opposite direction. Shit. And it literally is the opposite, the opposite direction. of where they need to be going. And the funny thing is, he still thinks it's his army. Yeah, he says that all the time. Then. And, like, I, I don't know. I don't know how he, like, got that grand picture in his head. No, I, I know. really don't. As if, I mean, I think maybe he gets the idea because if he was in Westeros, like, if you if make, had make a deal. If you off your sister, yeah, then your sister. you are of a... Power, but I mean, that could seal the deal in, in like, a Westeros but I don't agreement, think that that but that doesn't work there. Here. Yeah, I, and, I, and it's funny, because it's like we had talked about, like, last episode, like, the cultural things. I just don't think he... I Well, the thing is, he's starting to get it, but he doesn't want to believe it, I think, is where he's at. Yeah, I, I think so. I, I, I think, well, I don't know, I don't know maybe if he's in denial so much as he's just, like, oblivious, maybe. Maybe he's just blonde to the even, roots. Even to <laughs> some degree, maybe. I don't know, it's... I don't know. Him as a character, I'm still trying to fully understand uh-huh. if he's really just that dumb or if it's just, like, so ingrained in him he can't think that that's not a thing that would be. Mm. Um, and then, of course, there's the, the bastards, yes. too, that we have in this We episode. have Snow, and, and well, we have this new bastard, and, too. And, yeah, Sam, who just got straight up disowned by his father. That was the thing that happened on the wall. He talked about why, like, his father basically saying, you know... Like, I'll kill you. Yeah, like, if you don't, if go, you don't go to the wall, I'll just say you died in a hunting accident, but yes. I will literally murder you. Yes. And last last but not least, also, uh, the king's bastard, which Ned finds at yeah. the, uh, the armor. The armor. So, I'm curious as 
as to your theories to the significance of that scene on the plot as a whole. Well, that's interesting. I mean, it makes me wonder what the hand was doing with him and if it would have been something to have him sight. Oh my god. Oh man. No, because no, yeah, he's, let, he's let, a legitimate heir. He's a legitimate heir, and the Lannisters want as many people out as possible because I'm still blaming the Lannisters. <laughs> I mean, I mean, he is a yeah, bastard, though, this, this guy. But still, he's better than a different family. I mean, I suppose. <laughs> Um, but but it's almost like this well, kid doesn't even know that he's and the kid a bastard. But the thing with it is, is I, it's it's part of the power play. They would, yes. anyone would want to keep him out of it. For so as long as possible. are we thinking? Are you thinking that maybe the Lannisters are going to like make a move to have this kid killed? Is that what you're? Thinking? I don't know if they will. I I think they would if he got implicated, but I don't think they necessarily would otherwise, unless they. Well, the thing with it is, if Ned interferes with this boy more, and he looks like he'll become a power player, they would kill him. Mm-hmm. But if he stays the way he is, with no one really interacting with him, I don't think anything will happen. Okay. Well, I guess on the note of like scheming with uh, with with the Lannisters, I guess that brings me to the question of Sir Hugh, the knight that died at the joust. Hundred uh, percent. Not like yeah. Do you think it was the Lannisters? I don't. Or like, or like, who do you think? Because we've already established, like, you think it does, it wasn't an accident for reals, but like, who do you think's behind it? Do you but, think it's the Lannisters? Well, the fun thing, because at first when I was hearing about this dude, I thought that maybe he was like the one who saw that the hand was like going to be murdered because uh, Littlefinger brought up the point. It's like you know he went from squire to knight, even though he didn't have anyone to follow. That's that that does not seem to be proper procedure, at least to me, looking on the outside. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I feel like he definitely knew more than anyone wanted him to know. Interesting. And he probably had to die, but who necessarily did it? Yeah, who? Who's I'm, the question? I'm very favoring Lannister, but the thing with it is I, I know that I it could be it's almost, almost anyone. It <laughs> I could think be it's funny how anyone. your answer to nearly every question here is Lannister. Lannister. <laughs> I know, it's still Lannister because, well, you think, because you pull the connection from the Hound to the Hound's brother, mm-hmm. and they're very lannister well, the hound is for sure, but I mean the mountain, who is the yeah. guy in the joust. He was where he he was wearing a different uh, king's colors. He, he had the uh, yeah. yellow and the uh, and the black, which is the uh, and the stag on the shield, which yeah, is yeah, the which that's... is the Baratheon steel. That's the uh, oh. that's that's who the king is technically. Oh no! Wait, I'm sorry. When you said steel, I was thinking of and the knife. No, oh, sorry. Yeah, 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 no, no, no. It's uh. So yeah, so the king the king's a Baratheon. Uh, and the Lannisters have married into that uh, there. So the, so the stag is the is the is the seal is of, of the king of the, the king. actual king. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So, but even though though you're right to you're right to sort of already feel that the Lannisters have more. They say have in a here. large power play, but it, because the only other Baratheon you've seen at this point is Renly, his the king's yeah. brother at the, at the council. Yeah, and that and he like he yeah he's sat at the table pretty yes. much so far. <laughs> That's what he's done. <laughs> Um, well, let's move on to our sort of w- weekly wrap-up questions here. Okay. Um, there's, um, I guess there's only one death that we have to address, and that was Sir well, Hughes. Yeah, that was Sir Hugh. He died, so yes. our kill count's up to eight. It is up to eight now. Um, and, um, you know, obviously since there's one death, we can't really quantify it as best or best worst. Best or worst, but <laughs> that sucked. 
And I mean, like talking about it, like the the girl, the lady Starks had to like witness that, like a whole crowd of people. <laughs> and I like how in the background, I don't know if the lady they intentionally made her pale or not, but like there's a really pale lady behind everyone, and she was just all like, and she's like, oh fanning gosh, herself and like, Ooh, the like, sight of blood. Please, please make her throw up. <laughs> Um, well, then let's move on to the question of uh, plans here. So, obviously, people are constantly planning and scheming. So, who had the best plan this episode and who had the worst? The thing with is many... The plans haven't... None of the plans have really gone far. We've just seen... Well, let's talk about the plans that are even just put into motion. So, so we have Ned's plan that is to investigate Ned what happened to investigate with the, uh, hand, the hand. Which is very solid. That's a very solid choice. Um, we end with, like... Catelyn's yeah, Cat- like, Catelyn's plan to abduct Tyrion to well, bring him to justice. Uh, well, the thing that it is is uh, okay. We'll get to this later. Um, what other plans? I mean, there's still the plan of Venerius trying to <laughs> Viserys, be- Viserys, whatever. <laughs> Vis- I'm getting closer. You're getting closer. Viserys. It's no longer just venereal disease. It's just <laughs> Venerys. <laughs> I might just settle for Malfoy. Um, but yeah, his is that's an always sort of thing. Which, yes. I, I, that pretty much loses all the time. Like, yes, well, they we bring it to... up. She's like, hey, like, even if I get my people across, like, there, what like, are you gonna do? what's going to happen? And, and Jorah's like, well, Jorah's like, I don't think it's going to happen. Yeah. It's not going to work out the way so you So if we're talking playing. worst, and he's still, like, in an episode, it's going to be him every time. Because every <laughs> time he loses more and more standing that he could have by just not talking. Yes, that's true. <laughs> so, okay, so he he gets worst plan this week. What about, what about uh, best... Plan. I really honestly think that Ned's is the best plan. Okay. Because in order to get to the root of what's going down in King's Landing, you have to figure out what happened to the previous hand. Okay. Like, I feel like that is pivotal. And the thing with it is, is if, um, I feel like Catelyn's is almost the second worst because I feel like she did it more in a flight of just sort of, oh, Tyrion thinks he's in control. Screw it. This is happening right now. Yeah. I, like, I don't feel like that was what she wanted to do, obviously, but I feel like it's something she sort of got almost goaded into. Not that Tyrion wanted it to happen, but just that him being all like, oh, look, it's Catelyn Stark. Yes. Was just sort of like, you know what? You probably, you, there is like a large chance you tried to kill my baby, and I'm going to use the power I have. <laughs> <laughs> so, so she gets second worst. Yeah. Uh, well, there's a lot of other plans going on underneath, but of the most obvious ones, like rating them, we would go Ned, Catelyn, and uh, Viserys. Viserys. Whatever. (laughs) (laughs) So I guess that would complicate the question of Stark of the Week then. Like, who who would you say is Stark? Because, like, the emotional reaction is like, like, yay, Catelyn, like, you did it. Yeah, But it's like, wait, hold on a second. And the same with Arya. It's the same sort of thing. But if you're thinking of the best Stark of the Week, Ned wins for the most, like, doing things. And especially for, like, character things. Because that's not a very Ned thing to do. No, it isn't. That, like, him actually him delving into Him kind of sneaking around is sort of, like, uncharted Weird. territory and you could, for him. I feel like you can almost see in his character that he didn't enjoy it either. No, I know. Like, he, he was very uncomfortable the whole time, and he knew, but he knew what he had to do. Yes. So, so Ned gets Stark... Stark of the Week? I think I'm going to give him Stark of the Week, because he did the most moving and shaking of all the characters. I'm trying to quantify this by who has the most, like, character-y things. Because <laughs> otherwise Arya's going to win pretty much every time because she always adds that level. <laughs> well, Arya only episode. had maybe, like, one or two scenes this whole episode. Yeah, exactly. But even so, she's still a freaking sh- straight shooter all the time. <laughs> well, then let's move on, on to our, even, the question. I don't know. Of... I was even going to say Sansa did 
all right this week. She did a little better. I feel I think she's like, learning the folly. I feel like I, I, it's established more to me seeing her as a character that a lot more of what she is stupid is more hormonal than her being actually <laughs> dumb. Yes. Or maybe just naive. Yeah, naive and like very much like, and if I go to here, everything will be beautiful and fairy tales and rainbows. Yes. But now she is starting to definitely see that there's a dark side to all this, and she's just kind of like, well, crap, what do I do? Everything sucks. <laughs> I'm going to paint my nails black. <laughs> well, let's let's move on then to the question of uh, if you had to crown someone king right now based on how well they played the game, who is it? Who who wins it this episode? Who does the who does the best? Who plays the game the best? Uh, that's tough because there's um, a lot of people moving around this. Episode. Khaleesi definitely like has stepped up as queen. Like last time she like grew a little bit. She's definitely she knows where she is and she's I don't know. You can just feel it. So so are you and saying Daenerys? No, again? I'm not necessarily saying Daenerys. The thing with it is, is Ned also does a lot of moving and shaking too. But he is um kind of clumsy yes it's like he's uh i mean he's this is his first foray into doing anything sneaky you get the sense too i think in this episode that he's just sort of barely scraped the surface but it's just enough it's almost yeah. like it's interesting because like oh right in succession fun because like, like all there's the, people the was... Xerxes scene with him where she's basically just sizing him up it's like you're just this soldier and it's like i was also taught how to kill so it's not that he doesn't get what's going on underneath but he's definitely yes not a power player so so who who'd you say gets it Frig. <laughs> I'm just going to do it for the, the most obvious of Khaleesi. She really is stepping okay. up to her role. Yeah. I'm going to give it to her Not again. only that, but she's like she's understanding that there's limitations to her to what she can do. Like she's understood yeah. that, like first off, Viserys is never going to stand sit on the throne. Viserys is never... Or this this whole plan with the Dothraki that Viserys cooked up is not going to play out like Viserys planned. No. And she's no. sort of thinking about how to make the best of her Yeah, situation. exactly. And she's she's the one who... Like, the thing is, is, we don't see it as much because she doesn't get a lot of screen time, but you can tell by just by the way she is. Well, and she's, she's accepted the fact that she's, you know, like, she's a part of these people now. Like, she's carrying Caldrogo's uh, yeah. baby now. And she's, like, willing to be herself but also, like, accept their culture. And that's, like, fantastic. And I mean, especially from the situation she was thrown into, I, I give it to her again. Because last episode was sort of, like, typically shows that, like, let you have, like, a long crawl for people to do this. But, like, within one episode and, like, just one scene, she grew a yeah. lot. So, I guess, before I ask you the question of how hopeful you are, let's mm. let's hear some predictions for next episode. What do you think's going to happen? Um, I feel like... I. I want more stuff to come up about, like, that jousting death. I don't... I honestly never have any idea what's going on in, in good old Pectoros with the Dothraki. <laughs> with the Dothraki. Like, I just, I just don't know, so I'm not even going to try and predict that. Something else is probably going to happen, but who knows. <laughs> I feel like eventually um, Viserys is going to overstep his bounds, and he's going to get punished not by, like, some slave or something. I feel like there's going to be a conversation between him and Drogo, and it's going to end poorly for him <laughs> i don't know when that's gonna happen but i know it's coming that's the best i can do for them um on the wall i'm interested to see what happens i want there to be some sort of like ending like yeah we did it we're actually kind of good but i feel as if they're gonna get thrown like on the other side of the wall and it's gonna be a a bloodbath <laughs> like the person said you'll like drop like flies okay and um, what about ned's investigation what do you think is gonna come out of that i feel as if he's I I hope he gets that there's definitely stuff happening. I feel like he's going to keep on getting more into it, but he's definitely going to... 
I feel like it's going to be one of those things where he, like, toddles into something he's not able to, and, like, the informants are like, honey, no, please. Take it easy. <laughs> Whether it be, um, uh, Littlefinger or Varys, one of them is going to kind of do that. Or he's going to have some kind of big revelation. Other than that, that that's those are like my predictions. Well, we'll have to see you know, next time how accurate you are with those predictions. All right. So let's move on then with the question of how hopeful are you? Scale of one, one to ten. How hopeful are you about the events that happened into this? How much hope do you have? The thing with it is I got a lot more hope when people started moving and shaking and the Starks started becoming more active players. But with that night gone, I feel like they, they might have been like kind of shot in the foot before they had a chance to really go <laughs> so i'm I'm gonna put it at i think i'm going to stay at like six six yeah wow well i mean there's still there's still enough i guess looming in the shadows you know yeah but i don't know i don't know we'll see we'll have to, we'll have to see um well Anyway, this was our recap of episode four of Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. I hope you guys enjoyed it. If you have questions for Zach that you want to ask him, um, if you've watched the show or haven't watched the show, feel free to uh, uh, leave a comment for us. Uh, you can uh, tweet us at UsefulNPCs. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're also on Tumblr and on YouTube, so check us out there. Um, same name. Always yeah, same, same name, UsefulNPCs. <laughs> um so, yeah, feel free to join in on this. I know a lot of you who are listening are probably the type of people who have maybe watched Game of Thrones before, and you kind of might want to enjoy tormenting Zach with me. Um, I'm assuming that there's a lot of people out here who know a lot more than we do, and we would like your probably. <laughs> <laughs> or, or you could just, you know, continue to torment Zach, too. Or, yeah. Just no spoilers. Or you could just send me, like, gifts of, like, Hodor coming out of a Pokeball. That would be great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hodor! <laughs> Um, but yes, please, please no spoilers for Zach's, Zach's sake, because that'll sort please. of, this sort of I've tried, I've done so good. He, he's done exceptionally well. So, um, yeah, well, thank you for tuning in, and we will catch you next time with episode five. All right. See you later. Oh my gosh, that's halfway. We'll see you on the I know, side. yeah. <laughs>